Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 841, May 1st, 2022. Nope. We hit. Huh? Let's yes. go. Swing and a miss. Uh, today'd be Fire. the second, boss. Yep. The hell? Hey, Rip Van Winkle, how long did you sleep? <laughs> Just a minute. Let me let me change. This. Oh no! This is throwing everything off. Boy, oh boy. Well, I got the ice outs correct because I looked for this May second. <laughs> uh, Ninety-one degrees was the high on this day in 1959. It was 24 degrees on two occasions, 1875 and 1961. And uh, Minnetonka had ice out on this day in 1950 and 2013. And White Bear had ice out on this day in 1965, and we are rapidly approaching the last ice out of the year. Really? That'll be coming up this week, and then we're done. So were those the ice outs for the first or the second? That's for the second. Okay. We did have a lot of ice outs over the weekend, but these are for today, the second. Um, Uh, If you own a lake home or you have a pond on your property for swimming, uh, get a hold of Aquaside, a White Bear Lake company. They've been helping people uh, maintain great lake shores for more than 60 years with a complete line of lake and pond control products that take care of everything from weeds to algae. The products are great. They're easy to use. They work right away. They're registered with the EPA and DNR, and their products are completely safe for you and your family. So there's really no need to let weeds overtake your lake or pond this summer. Call Aquaside today. They'll identify their problem and make sure your place looks great all summer. Call Aquaside at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. Easy to order online, too, and normally ships the same day. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the Newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. I wouldn't expect you guys to have watched the uh, White House Correspondence Dinner. No. I know about it. I, I gave it. I gave it thirty minutes. I gave it thirty minutes. There were some funny lines. Trevor Noah, I think, did a the job he was expected to do. What do you have here? Uh, I do have him talking about uh, everything in the country looking up. Yeah. Since President Biden took over. You know, I think ever since you've come into office, things are really looking up. You know, gas is up, rent is up, food is up, <laughs> everything. No, it really has been a tough first year for you, Mr. President. And and. Sh- and, and he's laughing in the background. The, the only observation I have, because there's there's nothing to be gained by taking that event apart. I don't care if they have a White House Correspondents' Dinner that <clears throat> features, you know, Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian. I don't know what that has to do with it. But okay. My only observation would be that it, the chasm in that room between those people and the rest of us was almost palpable. Hmm. It was such a gathering of of privileged mysterians that it just it you could almost feel it. Mm-hmm. You could feel that not a soul in that room uh, could identify with the average. They're American. completely unrelatable to the rest amazing. of us. Amazing, yep. you know. It's probably always been us, but it's been getting worse. The uh, the third rail has been getting more pronounced and more distinctive as the years pass, and it was so evident. Uh, yeah, was that's all I have to say. About I didn't know it. I that. Hope they, they, well, I, I, I hope uh-huh. everybody had a good time. I was unaware that Ms. Kardashian and Pete Davidson were in attendance. Mm-hmm. Do you think it has to do with the fact that her ex-husband Kanye West was such a a big Trump supporter? Was that maybe why? I have no idea. No. I have no idea. Okay, is Kanye the one that said George Bush doesn't like black people? Yes. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> they hadn't had one of these for six years. Trump wouldn't do it, mm-hmm. and then uh, then the uh, COVID. So this is the first one for in a long time. Welcome back. And uh, yeah. what is the big party? Uh, its name is escaping me now. They have it every year in New York. A big grand. The Met Gala. S- thank yeah. you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of the same as that in my mind. The yeah. same sort of people attend. The CP kept saying, "Why don't you go to that?" <laughs> I said, what are you talking about? 
<laughs> I'm not. Uh, I'm not part of that crowd. I mean, they, they would think you were there to overthrow what the, the hell? place. What do you mean? Why, what would I do? What there? to serve food? What well, do you want me to do there? Jeez. <laughs> I got to talk, Brian Machura, off the ledge. Uh, dear head carp, <laughs> and the rest of the carp. Uh oh. No, no. With each passing day, the mystery is gaining more and more of a foothold. I am becoming less of a believer in coincidences and more of a believer in all things happening for a reason and simultaneously. Prior to the cargo ship of luxury cars headed to the U.S. that mysteriously caught fire in the middle of the Atlantic and eventually sank, have you heard of this happening before? I have not. I can, I can answer that for him. Yes, I have heard of it happening before. Mm. I'm, ta- I'm going to talk Brian off the ledge. Everyone immediately abandoned ship. It was in the middle of nowhere, which made the fire impossible to put out in a timely manner. <coughs> Excuse me. Perfect health. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we have yet to hear what the cause of the fire was. Then about three weeks later, another ship full of cars capsized in the Persian Gulf due to rough seas. The captain was advised not to proceed as scheduled, but did anyway. If you've noticed, there have been hundreds of thousands of vehicles recalled over the last few months, mostly the Ford Motor Company, the only automobile manufacturer that didn't accept the government bailout 12 years ago. Everything from an oil leak, master cylinder, rear-view cameras, windshield wipers, and the latest, the Ford Explorer that can suddenly roll away while in park. Guess who decides uh, a vehicle needs to be recalled? The National Transportation Safety Board, a government agency. We are also in a period of time when it is nearly impossible to purchase a new vehicle due to chip shortage. All these never-before-in-our-lifetime scenarios happening in the exact same time electric vehicles are being crammed down our throat. How long until automobile manufacturers are going bankrupt and are in need of another government bailout? Only this time around, in order to be bailed out, it will be to the terms that our government sees fit. Electric vehicles. Brian. Okay. Uh, settle down, Brian. Uh, Whoa. Rainer in there. Yeah, it, it, it makes it, Don't you guys recall about 10 years ago, We re, I remember we talked about it, a, a shipload of Mazdas went over, uh, I think, on the, in the Pacific, nearing, uh, it's the, a bell. nearing the port of uh, Seattle. And we remember, why can't we? And they got them all off the boat, but they were wet. And so they had to destroy however right. many thousands of Mazdas were on the... Uh, we're hmm. on the ship. Maybe somebody could look at that in the Google. Mazda's lost its sea or something like that. So, Brian, to, to the best of my knowledge, it's been happening since the beginning of shipping. Uh, sometimes these boats go down. Sometimes they make it over here. Mazda North American will scrap all 4,703 vehicles that were aboard the freighter Cougar Ace. When it foundered at sea this year, the ship went into a 60-degree list on its run across Pacific last July. Right. When its ballast was displaced, some of the cars went underwater, but many were held in, uh, were, were kept dry. So there you go. That's, but they didn't allow any of them to be sold. What Mazda, year was that? Yeah, they, this is 2008. Boy, I was right on the money, practically. Well, Mazda made a December 15, 2006 announcement that all Mazdas that were on board the Cougar Ace would be scrapped. Each vehicle had its airbag deployed and was then crushed by Pacific car crushing. The last Mazda from the ship was flattened on May 6, 2008. And 2008 was way prior to the electric car hysteria. So, Brian, I sense no... Uh, 4,700 Mazdas. Yeah, I sense no need to, be, uh, uh, to worry about it. I think that uh, sometimes these uh, ships go down and sometimes there's recalls. So, what are you going to do? What was the reason for the fire? Was it a battery? Was it a battery fire? We think on the uh, when these Porsches and Lambos were coming over. Yeah, I think it was a battery fire. Yeah, oh, interesting. Yeah, hmm. and that's not to be confused with the great cinematic masterpiece Muppets Lost at Sea. Yes, that was incredible, unbelievable. Oh, Poor Kermit could hopping around in lily pads. <laughs> uh, you'll recall we were uh, taken aback by President Biden uh, saluting some teachers of the year, telling them that. Uh, uh, those children are yours when they're in the classroom. Nope. And uh, Greg wants me to know that we got that all wrong. We did. Oh. Uh, gang, I posted this on the GL Facebook page, but I will repeat it here. Uh, I and many other GLers would appreciate a robust, fact-based approach when it comes to these stories discussed on the show. 
Outlets like Breitbart and the Daily Wire frequently mischaracterize quotes by politicians and public figures who don't politically align with them, and a Democratic president like Joe Biden is no exception. Here's what Joe Biden actually said as provided by PolitiFact.com. We always talk about these children. They're not someone else's children. They're our children, and they are the kite strings that literally lift our national ambitions aloft in a literal sense. Think about it. If you got to do one thing to make sure the nation succeeded in the next two generations, what would you do? You'd want, I would say, literally have the best educated public in the world. Have our students gain confidence enough to know what they can do to reach in. We have an obligation. We have an obligation to help them teach and reach their potential. You've heard me say it many times about our children, but it's true. They're all our children, and the reason you're the teachers of the year is because you recognize that. They're not somebody else's children. They're like yours when they're in the classroom. You represent a profession that helps them gain the confidence, a confidence they believe they can do anything. Words mean something, Greg writes. If you're going to report on something someone says, please make sure you actually get the quote correct. Well, so hmm. we've, we've been taking a little woodshed there. All right. Uh, I can see where... Uh, you could rearrange Biden's words and come up with what I read the other day, last Thursday or whatever. Yeah. But I'm not too worried about it. I'm, I'm not even going to be there. What? Okay. Fact-based. Got to be fact-based. Oh, plus, what's political? What's? Look this up, Brooke. Okay. What is PolitiFact? What is PolitiFact? PolitiFact.com. That, that could very well be a left-leaning site and then you got to always constantly wrestle with what's true and what's not i've come to believe that people that call themselves fact checkers are the biggest liars on the internet (laughs) that's just me though politifact was acquired by the uh pointner institute a nonprofit school for journalists Mm -hmm. uh it is a fact checking website that rates the accuracy of claims by elected officials and others on its truth-o-meter they were Uh, originally started by the tampa bay times i'm reading here as well. Well, fine, fine, fine. I, I think what Biden said, uh, as as reported last Thursday, and what I just read, I think it's a distinction without much of a difference. I, I do think that uh, when you link it to this preposterous idea of, you know, Rookie's kid's a teacher. Reavers uh, was meeting with his 10-year-old's teacher, and both of you confirm without a doubt that neither your daughter, Rookie, nor the teacher you're familiar with, Reavers, would ever indulge in this teaching uh, gender transition studies to a kindergartner. No. Well, no. Then, then, then what are we facing here? Uh, here, I, I'll give you an example. A Florida mother is filing suit and issuing a stark warning to parents nationwide after her transgender child transitioned at school without her consent. What? Florida mom and mental health professional January Littlejohn and her attorney, Bernadette Broyles, discussed the lawsuit and why she is outraged over the incident. This is happening all over the nation, Littlejohn warned, on Fox and Friends first today, I guess. This same protocol is in place in many, many schools across districts everywhere, and even the guides being used to dictate these transgender support plans that cut parents out even have the same language. So this is a very systematic way that parents are being excluded from important decisions occurring with their children, and further social transition is a medical intervention that schools are grossly unqualified to be taking these steps without parental involvement, she said. Okay. According to Little John, her daughter, who was 13 at the time, expressed confusion over gender during the pandemic after a group of friends transitioned to the opposite sex. Mm. She eventually found out the school was working on a transgender support plan with her child, but the school initially declined to allow her involvement. Uh, She was given she was protected by non-discrimination laws. Eventually, we did see the transition support plan, which was a six-page document they completed with my daughter that was 13 at the time behind closed doors where they asked her questions that would have absolutely impacted her safety, such as which restroom she preferred to use and which sex she preferred to room with on an overnight field trip. And Okay, let me, wow. let, let me pause right there. You know what I'm going to say? I don't think that's happening very often. Well, I, I hope not. I, 
The numbers don't lie. It's not. It's not happening. It, it can't be. It, it, but it, it's the squeaky wheel that's getting all the attention, though. Did you say that was a public school? Did you say that? Public? I don't. Uh, yes. Oh. It, it, it can't be true. See, your daughter wouldn't allow that. She'd just say, the hell with you. I'm not, not teaching I'm this not BS. Yes. And your lady yep. would say, "That's right. not, forget it. I'm not doing that. That right. seems so outrageous. It, it, it almost sounds made up. I, so I'm, I, I guess I'm making a positive point where there are occasions where some extraordinary and narrowly focused activists might be getting away with a week of gender talk or something, but mm. I can't believe it's the norm. I don't think it is. Florida stopped on it right away and made sure it wouldn't be the norm. And then look what happened to him, Governor DeSantis. Again, I know he has other issues, but the the language of what he actually was trying to uh, impose was completely changed by by the left. The what, what do they call it? The don't say gay vote. Yeah, there's nothing about that gay. That had nothing to do there's with it. There's nothing in the bill about that. But gee whiz, this have we devolved that much that we can we yes. we have to worry that a that a five year old is going to be exposed to this on a daily basis everywhere? No, I don't believe that. I don't believe it. I can't believe we're that bad. But I I do believe that they're trying to capitalize on enough parents not paying close enough attention. Isn't part of the reason that uh, look to blame Fox News Whoa. going out and finding a one one off issue and making a big stink about it? Well, that's true too. Again, they're getting all the publicity, but the majority of these students, an overwhelming majority, it doesn't affect. What was the part you read, Such? Something about a group of girls decided to transition. Well, it said her group of friends during the pandemic decided to transition. They were just bored, thought, you know, let's... Let's be dudes. Yeah, let's, it sounds around. like kids being kids, goofing off. How old were they? Do we know? Are they 18 or are they 12? Uh, well, it doesn't matter. Friend, she's 13. Okay, well, that answers that then. Yeah. Young and dumb. I, I can't believe and bored. we're just doing this. <clears throat> I think it's a non-story. <clears throat> well, I... Well, except for, you know, the parents involved right. and the kids. Not non-story to them. i got a really fun... Boy, I'm on a positive spirit. But doesn't going. it seem like just something a group of kids would do? Hey, let's... Uh, I'm bored. Let's do, uh, you know... Let's have green hair tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know. Right, just being a, trying to be relevant. Let's and pretend I'd... we're... Uh, let's pretend we're... Uh, Star Wars characters tomorrow. You know. How about uh, Furbies? What are they called? Furbies? I don't do that. <laughs> i got to give you another positive note. Uh, twins are hotter than a pistol. Yep. The Wilds start the playoffs tonight. 830. Let's yeah. Let's do this. Levi. That follows a game, I think. Uh, is it Boston or Carolina? I'd have to look at okay. it. Uh, by the way, where do we find that? I'm sick of this. NHL Center no, ISP. I had to watch on my computer. It's on email. ESPN It's tonight. on ESPN okay. and BSN, isn't it? I believe so. But okay. I know for sure it's on ESPN. Okay. But this guy writes, Scott Johnson writes, Hail the Flashlight King. Hail you. Joe, I think I just attended my second most enjoyable baseball game ever. I was in the dome with my late father for Jack's Game 7 masterpiece, so that really has to be my number one. Yeah. I'm down in Montgomery, Alabama for a week of training, and some colleagues decided to take in a double-A game between the, ho- the hometown Montgomery Biscuits and the oh. Mississippi Braves. A 6.35 start on a beautiful evening, low 70s with a slight breeze, and the occasional freight train chugging slowly through downtown Montgomery right behind the left field fence. Maybe best of all was the gameplay itself. The biscuit starter seemed to be a pretty good prospect with a decent control and a 96-mile-an-hour heater. We were seated behind, 11 rows up behind the plate, 13 bucks, next to a gaggle of scouts, many of whom had their radar guns out. Good pitching, solid defense, and a 5-0 win by the hometown lads on two late-inning homers. Now here's the kicker. Total time in the game? One hour and 47 minutes. Wow. The final out was recorded at 8.22 p.m. Maybe there's hope for the game after all. Pushing back in Illinois, Scott Johnson. They are imposing the pitch clock at that level, I know. 
Well, so there's that, your difference. That yeah. might have been that might have been the reason why they are the double A so, affiliate of the Tampa Bay Rays. Explain the the pitch clock to me. If you violate it, what happens? Uh, depending upon what happens, if the pitcher is on the mound and ready to go, I think it's within twenty or twenty five seconds, and the batter is not in there, a strike is called. Then you go to the box and you feel shame. In fact, they've then called batters out on strike three with that a couple of times, and some of the videos online are pretty funny to see. Just well, then the what ball. you're implying is the pitch clock more impacts the batter. Yes, it's to, it's to encourage the batter to it's, keep his ass in the box because that's the problem. So is baseball. the batter always at blame? No. I would say the majority of the time yes. Because oh. they're all they're they're what? They're they're adjusting their batting gloves which Joe loves. Ooh. Drives me crazy. <laughs> Knoblock was the one that started that. Hey, by the way, the Montgomery Biscuits mascot? Yeah. Big Mo. Is there been talk about bringing it to the majors? Yes. And I was really against it at first, but if it's going to help speed up the game, I'm all for it. The uh, There's more tree news oh. uh, happening locally. I was alerted to this piece in MinPost that there's inequity in the tree coverage <laughs> in, in the metro. Wait, by urban... Sure. Uh, arborists, foresters? Well, we learned that ideal canopy cover is around 45%. Okay. okay. According to the Met Council. Really? Different parts of the Twin Cities fall far above or below that with neighborhoods that are whiter and wealthier. They have the trees. No. Uh, Boland Avenue between uh, Snelling and Fairview, when that uh, horrible uh, storm came through, blew out a whole bunch of trees. They don't have them. Well, Beachwood. They'd hate living out on the plains, wouldn't they? Yeah. Oof. Wow. Come on, peoples. Trees have benefits. They block wind, provide cooling, help clean the air. <laughs> the advantages trees provide are not distributed evenly across neighborhoods in the Twin Cities, according to a new tool from the Met Council that maps tree cover by census block group, city, and Minneapolis and St. Paul neighborhoods. I didn't know this existed. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm here. Yeah, I guess. It's called Growing Shade. And built as a collaboration between the Met Council, Tree Trust, and the Nature, the, Na- the Nature Conservancy. The mapping tool allows users, whether city planners, foresters, neighborhood groups, or regular people, to see tree canopy cover across the seven-county metro. And, and many parts fall far above or below the, the, the ideal number, which is 45% cover, cap- oh, canopy. Okay. In addition to showing trees cover, to showing tree cover, growing shade helps users understand how climate change, conservation, environmental mm. justice, and public health intersect with tree coverage. Of course. And where planting and maintaining trees could have the most benefits. Well, are they factoring in Dutch elm disease, the emerald ash borer, which wiped out a whole bunch of trees? Oh, it's a really disease. Long, it's really a long piece. Uh, trees have many benefits to people. Did you know that? Yeah, I've, I read The Giving Tree by Shel Silverstein. Well, they conserve energy by shading homes and blocking wind. They suck up carbon and store it, reducing greenhouse gases in the atmosphere. They slow stormwater runoff and reduce the pollution it causes by collecting rain. Trees increase property values. And there's plenty of research that finds trees improve people's mental and emotional health. <laughs> we like to call them superheroes. Whoa. There's not really much they can't do. Uh, somebody said that. Karen Zumak, Director of Community Forestry at Tree Trust. I'm pro-tree. Don't get me wrong. I like a good tree. I like a nice yep. tree. Which don't is the like one that you went and gave a tap to? That was, that was a 300. tree in Minneapolis. That's right. I don't think she's there. You I think he's more of a dry hump than a hug, wasn't it? No, it was a pat. Oh. A pat. <laughs> you nutcase. <laughs> What's he doing over there? What is he doing over there? <laughs> Call the cops. Call the park police. So we're to, uh, we're to understand that uh, this is another... Uh, uh, fault of uh, evil white people tend to have the trees. So, hmm. why don't you just, if you like a tree in your neighborhood, why don't you plant one? Kenny, South Minneapolis, uh, your street where you formerly lived, uh, yeah. tree lined? Tree lined on one side, a park on the other side. Ironically, um tree in front of my house died. Uh, it, was a, it was a big old tree. Huge event watching the Park Service guy cut this thing down. God, that guy had skills. You could have put a postage stamp where he wanted that thing to land, and it hit perfectly. You knew his craft. Huh? But after they uh, 
after they uh, dug up the stump and waited a year, uh, they they planted a tree there, and mm. uh, that tree died. Oh. And uh, they came back and they planted another one, and that tree died. St. Paul is losing a lot of trees. Then they uh, yeah. moved to a different location on the boulevard right in front of my place, planted another tree. That tree died. You know, that Didn't explains a lot. water it? She did. Yeah. Didn't help? I don't know if she was using water. Hmm. Was she using Jameson? I don't know, but those trees did not live. Oh. Uh. And ironically, had they lived and grown up, you wouldn't have been able to see uh, downtown from my front window. So, mm-hmm. I, 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 you know, I don't know. I'm not Jim Rockford. I'm not a private investigator. <laughs> I, I don't know what happened. Okay. You know, they're feeding it with okay. rat poison. Angel. I don't know. I don't what a bad know. Feeling, Jimmy. Say, Tim Bloom at EcoFund Motorsports in Forest Lake on Highway 61 wants us to know this is the final week of the moving sale. Yeah, don't tell me. Hopefully, the weather is good this week and next Tuesday, May 10th, they'll be in their new building. Let's go. He sent a photo. It's handsome. Thanks in part to GL. We are going oh. from 3,600 square feet to more than 31,000 square feet Wow! with the brand new store. And we'll tell you where it is and when it opens. But in the meantime, uh, they don't want to take all the inventory. So they're having a moving sale. So all the e-bikes are on sale and the youth ATVs are on sale and the scooters that turn every urban adventure into, uh, or, or they turn every errand into an urban adventure. They're on sale. Uh, that Crossfire 200 fuel-injected golf cart, I'll, I'll see that eventually. I'll probably see it when I go make my debut visit to the new store. Copy. Because I want to see that new store. Uh, and uh, Kalen Bloom is the expert on finding just the right e-bike for you, and they feature more than 20 different I'm sorry, more than 25 different types of e-bikes in stock. I must say that my experience um, on the e-bike was, it was really good. Those are, if you... If you can't pedal a bike, yeah, uh, you can still enjoy bike riding with having one of these. Oh, absolutely! They're that's really the whole. That's, yeah. What do you mean They're if really you can't neat. pedal a bike? <laughs> well, like if you got bad knees, oh, and you can't. Oh, there you go. You know, yeah, I mean, like, right. you can pedal a little bit, but you can't. You know, you well, click on the thing and zoom. You your go. father would love this then. If you have a tough time pedaling a bike, but I would like this. Yes, uh, yeah, he would just. Uh, he'd probably drive right into Walmart into yeah. the sausage keep, section. Keep it in mind, though, this is the final week of the movie yeah. sale. At EcoFun Motorsports on Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake. Hey, it's that time of the year, Kenny. Time to get outside and enjoy your house looking sharp again. It is almost spring. You wouldn't know it, but the good people at Kahuna really do know it. KahunaWindowCleaning.com. Book a cleaning right at that website or go old school. Call 612-888-5248. But let me tell you what they do. They offer window cleaning, house washing, gutter cleaning, roof washing. You know when you get that black algae, that moss, that gross stuff? Well, they get rid of that. They have a wonderful team that will come out to your home. They come to you? They come to you. They got safe ladders and all sorts of stuff. And remember that there are a lot of ladder deaths every year. Maybe you're a baby boomer that doesn't just hop up that ladder as easy as you used to be. I'm pointing at one right now, Suchi boy. Uh There's more than 164,000 emergency room-treated injuries and unfortunately 300 deaths in the U.S. that are caused by falls from ladders. So don't leave anything to chance. Call Kahuna, 612-888-5248. It's the time of the year to get those windows clean. They will do a great job. Welcome back, Kahuna, window cleaning and seasonal services. Don't forget to tell them that the Rook sent you. Mention you're a GLer, and they'll waive the trip charge. 612-888-5248, kahunawindowcleaning.com. And now, a man who has never had a relationship with a tree. Don't you have GB Layton bumps? I do. We're allowed to play those. Yeah, we are. I just saw GB at the airport the other day. Where's he going? Uh, I think he's going to Nashville. But uh, he gave us full. I said, send us some new stuff, too. So he will. Watch for that. Nice. You done? Yeah. Sorry. Uh, GLers, you've heard me talk about every seafoam product out there, right? The motor treatment, the deep creep, high mileage, marine pro, trans tune, top engine cleaner. I've pretty much tested, used, and talked about them all, save for one, the Seafoam Finish Fast Interior Detailer. Now, uh, as you may know, uh, I've got myself a uh, another truck, uh, uh, new to me, but it's got, what, 223 on it. 
uh, and it stinks. Um, high ho silver, that's what we call this truck, is gross. Um, so, and there's just no other way to put it. It's just nasty. Uh, so I'm going to be acquiring a couple, two, three jugs with spray tops and putting it to the test very soon, uh, letting you know how it goes. You know, it's, it's going to be a full on flush and gush. First, we're going to open the doors and just run the hose through it. That, that's the only thing that can be done. Then we're going to hit it with the seafoam finish fast interior cleaner. And it doesn't leave that slimy, greasy look that attracts dust. So we're all going to love it. A local company, a global reach available everywhere. Check the end caps if you're in Fleet Farm, by the way. They've got a lot of it in the Fleet Farm. I love this stuff more than tater tots slathered in chicken gravy. It's Which wonderful. is why that truck stinks, because that's what you eat while you're yeah. rolling down the road. <laughs> a wonderful product in a world of bad gas. Seafoam. We not only have a tree inequity problem, but here from the tree inequity problem. National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. This isn't coming from some... Evil right-wing site. Come on. Uh, We have to map heat inequities in 14 U.S. cities and counties. Oh, the sun is racist. Yes, it is. Extreme heat kills more Americans than any other weather event, but not everyone's risk is the same. So I guess we've got to make the risk equitable. How do we do that? This summer, the NOAA and community scientists will map the hottest parts of 14 U.S. cities and counties, and for the first time, two international cities. Mm-hmm. Extreme heat kills more Americans than any other weather event and has the greatest impact on our nation's most vulnerable community, said Deputy Secretary of Commerce Don Graves. Fortunately, our talented and dedicated researchers and scientists at NOAA are working directly with communities across the country to help them take action to manage the heat. Imagine that. As climate change worsens heat waves, uh, we don't know that. That's good. No, we don't know that right here. Uh, we, we don't, don't know that. that. This critical information will help bring local and equitable solutions oh for those facing the greatest threats. Boy, they, equitable is really a, a key uh, euphorian word, is it? Our nation faces a climate crisis that exacerbates equal in, uh, inequities know that. for low-income communities and communities of color. So white people are not, if there is, in fact, climate change, which there isn't, the climate's always changed, it does not impact white people. I can, uh, if I can quote Kanye again, the sun does not like black people. It only impacts low-income communities and communities of color. Uh, We don't know that. Said NOAA Administrator Rick Spinrad. Ph.D. Oh, cool name, how, Rick Spinrad. How can he say that with a straight face? NOAA is helping communities measure their hottest places so they can use the information to inform strategies to reduce the unhealthy and deadly effects of, a stre- of extreme heat and help us build a climate-ready nation. It, to note, we didn't make the cut. Minneapolis and St. Paul are not getting studied. The closest city getting studied to us is Milwaukee. Okay. It seems to me that if you discover that the corner of 3rd and Main is unusually hot, all you'd have to say is, don't go to 3rd and Main today, and you'd <laughs> be covered. It's right. a boom. It's a boom. <laughs> bingo, bango, bongo. The NOAA Climate Program Office will work with the Interagency National Integrated Heat Health Information System, the NIHHIS, and CAPA Strategies, LLC, to launch new community-led heat mapping campaigns. Local teams will map what are called urban heat islands, areas that can be up to 20 degrees hotter than nearby neighborhoods, meaning nearby white neighborhoods. Ah. Damn white people. The uh, sun is racist. Yes, it is. And then we learn that, you know, you get Boulder and Vegas, Columbia, South Carolina, 13, 14 cities. Then we're going to do it in Africa and Brazil, too. Uh, Freetown, Sierra Leone, Rio de Janeiro. Uh, over the past five years, NOAA has funded CAPA strategies. I don't know what those are. Provide science support for 35 community-led campaigns to map urban heat islands. They use heat sensors mounted on their cars or bikes. Volunteer citizen Jeez. scientists. <laughs> I see Pee Wee Herman driving around with us. <laughs> oh, my <Yeah>. God. Ding, ding. Ding. <laughs> Volunteer citizen scientists. Well, they're not scientists. They're just volunteer citizens. 
led by a team of local partners in each city, will traverse their neighborhoods in the morning, afternoon, and evening on one of the hottest days of the year. The sensors record temperature, humidity, time, and the volunteers' location every second. Okay, this is so absurd. What are you going to do about it? Yeah, what are you going to do? I'm longing for a hot day. I'm longing to see the sun. Spring in history. You're longing to see the sun. You don't like 41 on me first. (laughs) Yesterday, just for something to do, I read a story about a neat house, a a farmhouse in St. Paul, that uh, the owners rehabbed but kept its original farmy uh, farm ambiance kind of, and it was over in the Midway area. Okay, I went to look for it. I couldn't find it. Wait, ambiance. Yeah. Isn't that what you take to the hospital? hospital? So uh, let me get this straight. A farmhouse in the middle of a city, that's A-OK for you, but a farmhouse out on a farm now, that's that's just not right. No, I I rather enjoy farmhouses no matter where they are. Oh, you do? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, so we're going to uh, have this sensor technology analysis and modeling. We're going to have communities developing hyper-local descriptions of heat and strategize mitigation options specific to each region of the county, the country. Uh, during the 2021 Urban Heat Island campaign, 799 citizen scientists, not 800, 799, took 1.2 million measurements in 24 communities. Mm. To what end? Yeah, right. Right. what changed? What, what was the result? The 2022 heat mapping campaign will also feature new NOAA-funded instruments to better characterize urban climate and health hazards. Uh, Columbus, Ohio, and Philadelphia will use mobile air quality monitors. Oh, God. This is just... How much is this... Uh, what's this uh, costing us? Yeah, thank you. Right. That's what I was going to say. How much have we funded here? Oh, my God. Is this coming out of our pockets? We need action plans and cooling stations. We have to add cooling stations to bus shelters. Cooling we have to stations. educate residents and policymakers. We have to inform new research. Um, uh, last year, NIHAIS funded five new applied research projects in cities to help develop tools for equitable heat intervention, investigate heat in rural areas and smaller cities, and investigate the effect of coastlines on urban heat patterns. What is to investigate about heat? Sometimes you get a hot day. Boom. Sometimes it's a cool day. What in God's Read name the line are again. you investigating? Equitable heat. What was that? Uh, equitable heat intervention. What the bleep does that mean? It's part of the Biden administration's Justice 40 initiative. A whole of government, W-H-O-L-E, a whole of government effort to ensure federal agencies work with states and local communities to make good on Biden's promise to deliver 40% of benefits from federal investment in climate and clean energy to disadvantaged communities. Mm. While, While evaluating applications for the 2022 Heat Island mapping campaigns, the NIHHIS... I have to read you that one again. Huh? That's a new one. I got a National oh, Institute. Uh, that's called the uh, the National Integrated Heat Health Information System. <laughs> right on. <laughs> uh, we're so screwed. Oh my God! Uh, and then they'll get they'll track and report the allocation of benefits to ensure adequate inclusion of environmental justice communities. <laughs> Oh, my God. I can't. And these outcomes will be shared with the White House. To keep up with the summer campaign, subscribe to Heat Beat Newsletter or the NIHHIS website or follow Urban Heat Masks on social media. Maybe they tweet about it or something. Well, then I guess what we're doing then is we're giving, maybe we're giving our own local government some ammunition here. Maybe that's what we should do with that $9 billion surplus. It would be fun to go out in public, maybe send Rook out with a camera and a microphone, a recorder, and get people's reactions in these heat islands to how how they react when they find out the sun is against them. Yeah, the sun hates them. Yeah, you realize you're uh, suffering great inequities because it's 92 degrees today. <laughs> the look on somebody's face would be priceless. But don't these same fruitcakes want us to abandon uh, Freon for air conditioning? Yes. Yep. Most likely. Yeah. And what do they say about cold weather? They don't. 
They don't. Was there so there isn't inequity with cold weather, just hot weather? I think I think there's uh, there's no way they can make it sound frightening to do it with cold weather because I guess basically what you would do if it's really cold is just stay in the house. Sure. And, and you sort of, if I remember right, name those cities again where the testing they're all they're all uh, north of the Mason Dixon, aren't they? Uh, no, we're gonna do. Uh, is there any in Houston or uh, New Mexico, nope. uh, Nevada? No, we got uh, Clark County, Nevada, San Francisco, okay. Boulder, Colorado, okay, Nashville, Knoxville, Jacksonville, okay, Columbia, Southern South cities. Carolina, Montgomery County, Maryland, Omaha, Columbus, Ohio, Philadelphia, Brooklyn, New York, Milwaukee, and Spokane, Washington. But only a hmm. few out in the West, and uh, only Nevada would be considered desert, right? Mm-hmm. We didn't make the cut. The Dakotas didn't make the cut. Iowa didn't make the cut. Kansas and Nebraska didn't make the cut. Texas didn't make the cut. Arizona didn't make the cut. Yeah. Oregon you did say Milwaukee, though. Milwaukee made the cut. Okay. So that's, if we want to be reassured about what it's like uh, closest to us, we can just follow the campaign in Milwaukee. Sure. And if we get a, if we understand people are suffering, we, would, we could take some extra precautions here. The problem with Milwaukee isn't the sun. It's uh, the funk. Is Milwaukee stinks. Smells Ew. funky. I think Milwaukee has an, uh, a nature's air conditioner right there, uh, Lake Michigan. Mm-hmm. I guess you can get a hot day in Milwaukee, but you got that big lake there, that big cooler. But again, we we asked this when we had uh, was it uh, Senator Jurgens on? How much of this nonsense is going on, and it's not getting the kind of publicity that this? Piece of crap the convention, is. the people in the room for the White House Correspondents' Dinner would not give this a blink of an eye. They would think this is perfectly normal. Stamp it. Let's go. Let's go here. Yeah. Next. And again, I, I I think those those White House dinners have historically been fun and interesting, but on this particular occasion, the the chasm between the people in that room and us, you could just feel it. Right. You could just feel it. They seem stupid. I don't know what purpose they they serve. They, they've always seemed dumb. Seemed like a dumb idea to me. I think W had a few great dinners where he was really <clears throat> roasted. I, I don't want press, and I, I don't want them chummy. Oh, they're chummy as hell. I don't want them making out in public. Yeah, they're doing that. <laughs> Sometimes they just do it on Zoom with themselves. Was Pelosi in attendance, or was she still in Ukraine? I don't know. Hmm. Well, yeah, and if that wasn't that. posturing, oh, my God. what What is she doing over there other than... Photo ops. How would you like to be the doctor operating on Putin? I wouldn't want that job. You better come up with a miracle cure, pal. Yeah. Oh, you out. And Either that or make sure he doesn't wake up. But well, yeah, that, that's the answer yeah. right there. Should that alarm us even more if he's got a serious health ailment? Yes. That's what I'm thinking. Then you're entering the who gives a damn category. I'm going out anyway. Yeah, I'm, I'm out. taking everyone with me. Mm-hmm. At least once a day, I'm getting an email with an attached video from people who want me to watch the video to see that I'm a complete moron for believing that there's any war taking place. Oh, come on. Yes. I deleted one today. There's people that think the war is fake? They think uh, they either think it's fake or that Ukraine started it. And is uh, at, as leading war against Russia. Wow. Okay. Okay. Hey, it's tough out there. I guess it's tough out there for a mayor. Is it that time of the year where it's tough out there? No, that's <laughs> oh, that's tough out there for an Irish pimp. That's what that it was St. Patrick's that's Day. That's right. Yeah, that was St. Patrick's it's hard Day out there for an Irish pimp. Right. Why don't we take a short time out? It's that time of the year when you want to burn <laughs> candles, Kenny. Spring? Springtime. Well, actually, any time of the year is a good time to light up a candle, especially one that has a wonderful scent. But it might be a boring candle. You just light the wick and it just sits there like a dummy. You want to have a wonderful candle that's entertaining you, and it's a conversation piece. That's where spiral light candles come in. Stop burning boring candles. Burn these candles that burn in a spiral motion. It's a talking piece. It's really neat when they're watching them burn. And you know what? You're going to go back and back and back again to spirallightcandles.com to order more because they're coming out with wonderful brand new scents. European lilac, white tea ginger, vintage wood, 
Cranberry man. I'm not going to list them all here. You go look for yourself at spirallightcandles.com. When you get there, click all the way down in the bottom, the Garage Logic logo, and find out how you can get your hands on the cylinder index candle. Exclusively made at spirallightcandles.com, a Garage Logic company started in the garage by a GL family. Check them out online, spirallightcandles.com. Now, a man who has never had a relationship Way with a tree, GB right Joe Souchere. It's in the other room. Give this one the hook. You don't like it? It's in the other room, he says. It's in the other room. For a beautiful lawn all season long, click over to ProfessionalTurf.com. They're the Metro leader in the, uh, well, you know, the My Lawn is Better Than Your Lawn contest. You'll never worry or fret about weeds, bare spots, mystery patches again, ever. ProfessionalTurf.com using a combo uh, platter of granular and liquid fertilizers and weed killers mixed to the specs that your lawn requires to make it thick and happy for the entire growing season. You log on to ProfessionalTurf.com, request a free in-person estimate, and get signed up. Here's the deal. You should have done this a couple of weeks ago. It's greening up now. You need that first treatment as soon as possible uh, before the dandelions kick in. Uh, and, no, it's not as expensive as you might think it is, and it's worth it. Never have to worry and win the best yard on the block contest every single year. They do amazing work. ProfessionalTurf.com. Subject? Do it. Failed Academy. Oh, oh boy. Please do not use my name as a close family member as a school employee. Hmm. As I am listening to your podcast from Wednesday, April 27, I cannot help but write about an incident that happened this past Tuesday at a middle school at a large inner city school district in Minnesota. This was told to me by a very close family member who works at this particular middle school. A a sixth grader was tripped in the hallway by a seventh grader. The child laying on the ground gave a look to the child that tripped him and may have had a few words with him. Upon this, the 7th grader began to choke the 6th grader. The two were eventually separated. The 6th grader had bruises around his neck. The parent of the 6th grader was called, and they came and brought the child home and maybe to a doctor. The 7th grader was supposedly suspended, but later that day, my family member saw this child walking the halls during class time with another student. When this family member notified the assistant principal that this child was still in school, the assistant principal became very defensive and yelled at my family member. Oh. Needless to say, the seventh grader who tripped and choked the sixth grader so bad that it left marks was not only not sent home, seemed not to even have been disciplined. I asked my family member why they did not report that the administration did not follow up. They said it would do no good except put a target on their back. They would have a Note placed in their file that they are difficult to work with. The sad part is this is not an isolated incident. This has been happening for years at this particular school and who knows at what other schools. It is so disturbing that this school employee is there to help these kids succeed, but now is just trying to get through each day until the end of the school year. There are many... uh, There are too many good school teachers who have left their profession because of incidents like this. I'm afraid my family member may not last in the schools, at least in the inner city school district. Hmm. I imagine you can corroborate some some feelings similar to that based on stories you hear. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Did you guys happen to see the video? I believe it was out of California of the student, high school student, starting to choke in the lunchroom. And the basketball coach, who was the supervisor, mm-hmm. sprung in action and basically saved this kid's life. It was caught on the security camera in the cafeteria. Good. And kudos to this coach. But, of course, because I'm a black helicopter guy, the first thought that came to my mind, yeah, not one of the five kids at his table did anything. They just sat there and looked at him. In disbelief. Wow. It's funny you say that because there was another video last week of a little a kid, maybe much younger than this, who was choking and went to the teacher, and the teacher did the... I uh, saw that, yes. I saw that video. And saved that kid. Yeah. yeah. That reminds me of the early joke, the Heinlich. What about it? Maneuver. Oli, what? I didn't hear that Oli one. Was, um, Oli was... Uh, they're having lunch, Oli and Sven, and Sven started choking. So uh, Oli said, oh, no, I better go into action. So he ripped off his pants and started licking his rear end. 
He said, what are you doing? What are you doing? I'm doing the Heimlich maneuver. <laughs> this is an Irish guy telling this one about a couple of the old, Swedes. The old Heimlich maneuver. Well, did know? it work? Yeah, he quit choking right away. <laughs> That's good stuff. Yep. Spaninoli, they're having lunch over at the subway. <laughs> Fresh bread. Anyway, how about those schools? <laughs> You gotta, we gotta get her done in the schools, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. people, yeah, fess up. Very right. So time to get out your past prediction list, match it up with some Samer theory, and voila, the mayor got it right again. London woman marries cat to stop <laughs> landlords from separating them. I saw this. Uh, you predicted this kind of insanity years ago about people marrying things, including their pets. I am sure some people thought you were nuts, but as you said, this is where the slippery slope will lead us. Boy, were you right? I wonder where the happy newlyweds are going to honeymoon. Hmm. Uh, just when you think it can't get crazier, uh, here we go. Deborah wore a tuxedo and cinched a bow tie around India, the cat's neck. Uh, it goes down from there. Friends and guests celebrated the odd occasion by having a picnic in the sunshine. Uh, I wonder if we'll see something like that here now that the rent control ordinance is going to impact uh, what, uh, how people live and where they live. Maybe you'll have to end up marrying your cat here to keep your rent from going up. I'm yum, 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 and I'm yum, yum, yum. Do I have to kiss my kitty? No. Nope. Stop. Hey, and now I have a note from hey, Jim now. who writes, I need a ruling hmm. on the addition of a new phrase that I would submit to the GL lexicon. I have a cylinder index that is over 100 and constantly changing. As you can imagine, with math skills on a par with Kenny's, I find it difficult keeping on top of the score. If asked about my CEI, I just ask them to reveal what they have and then count just enough to beat them. If they have, <laughs> if they have a real low number, I might embarrass them a little by starting out uh, with the weed eaters and ice augers, but if they are normal GLers, then I need to start with the V8s on the engine stands. Right. On the rare occasion that I meet a Kenny-type character with my same type of problem, where we both have too many cylinders to count, I'll just nod and ask, what's your garage door index? Mm. Oh. Between oh. my home and place up north, mine is nine Woo. with seven Three. automatic openers. Four, five, six, I think the addition seven. of the openers is a nice touch just in case you need a tiebreaker. As you can imagine, I have a tough time on the garage door opener, but I always seem to make it work. See, now, okay, now we're immediately going to make things more complicated because now I have to ask, um, what about sliding doors, doors that slide open on a big machine shed? It's like 50 by 100. And I've I would th count that as a garage door. Three. I think I'm at, uh, oh, no, I'm at uh, eight. I think I'm at nine. This guy's at nine. Two of them, though, you cannot drive a car into. They're too small, but you can drive other vehicles into them. As usual, please do not use my name. Oh, oh, thank God I, I didn't say his last name. Yeah, I, I love this one. I not love for the this. typical reasons. First of all, I live a few blocks from Rook, and I'm not sure he needs to know who the guy is in the neighborhood that does all the cool tools. Secondly, I was lucky enough to be part of a competition barbecue team that not only can claim a Wisconsin State Championship, but also we went on to compete in the Jack Daniels World Championships where we finished third in ribs and eight in pork and secured 10th place overall. Rookie would never leave if he found out yeah. what I was smoking on yeah. my Traeger down the street. Yeah, I'm to find out. Can we add garage door index to the dictionary? I'm I'm down, Joe. Um, well, if, I, if I get a vote, it's yes. What's your GDI? One. Ooh. I'm a one. I'll that's, never be more than a one. Wait, that's I'm two. pretty sad. So am I. I'm two. I beat you again. If I can count the shed, I'm two. That the, no. Can the you drive? doesn't count. Okay, okay. Oh, so we've got to get to that rule. The rule to make it a garage door, you have to be able to drive at least something in it. I could not because there's no entry point. It's, it's elevated above the ground. But I mean, It sits on a cliff. But if you had a lawnmower that you could ride... Could you drive it in? Yes. Well, now you're already down to a lawnmower. You could get an MG Midget in there, but I can't get it. You can't put anything in there. Which one are you? 
<laughs> this guy goes on to oh, give me ten. His... I just found I added another no, one. Okay. Well, you know what? It up. You smart Alex with all your garage doors, you go have your own contest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not a contest. Among it's just this, among, how we rate you. <laughs> among this uh, guy's uh, cylinders is a 1936 Chevrolet two-door sedan. I like that. And about he's, a 47 He's, just, uh, he's 105 uh, as of the day he emailed, emailed me this, 105. He's got everything. You, you can, he's got everything. Let me see that. No. no the guy doesn't that. want you to know who he is. You'll hang around too much. Oh, that's Frank down the street. Yeah, sure it is. <laughs> Whoops. I'll be honest. Hey. I don't know if I could hit my age at this S- point. Serious question. Speaking of garage doors, have you guys ever replaced a garage door opener? With the existing functioning yeah. garage door. Have yeah. you guys done that before? Yeah. Is it easy? Sure. Oh, okay. Uh, Matthew it, and I did it. It's, it's easy for yeah. some, Chris. Oh, yeah. boy. I, I would call your brother. Uh, okay. If you have, Good call. <laughs> I, I would say it's easy if you have an existing, if the mounts are already there. If doing it from scratch, I don't think it would be that easy. Okay. Do you have a s- system up there already? Well, yeah, I have. Uh, it's in place, but we only have the one opener, and I want to get a second opener. I think it has to be over seventy. I think the instructions that would come with the new opener would tell you how to pair it to the with the existing with the existing opener. Okay, right, Kenny? What the? Do you mean what are we doing? Like bird what are we doing? Like no, it really slipped alongside. off the rails, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, we you guys like... ever wash your bird baths? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're supposed to, to stop avian flu. What, what well, are we doing here? But you're not supposed to feed them right now. I thought because of avian flu. <laughs> This yeah, guy, social distancing. You guys, do you rake leaves out onto the street, or do you bag them up? I, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, you know what I do? <laughs> do you like decaf coffee or, or full strength? I have. Uh, what the hell's going two on big here? Maple trees. We rake everything onto a big tarp. <laughs> That's my point. And just put it right in there and bring it over to the old dump site. That a boy. Yep. Now this guy with the door problem. Occasionally said, we'll have. You know, a couple squirrels will be in there, and they wreak havoc. Holy hell. This guy with the door problem uh, says he has a Traeger grill, and he sounds like a very uh, competent uh, grilling uh, chef with all the uh, barbecue stuff. As you know, we're running a contest. Uh, Billy Stein writes, I've been a GLer since day one and enjoyed the journey and met a lot of fellow citizens along the way. Congratulations on another year of GL. Uh, the change to the podcast format has opened the rest of the world up to the GL lifestyle, and I am grateful for my, for my daily dose of common sense and occasional utter confusion. On Friday, May 13th, at exactly 2.49 p.m., when the temperature reaches 70 degrees, I will open my garage door and toast GL with a 24-ounce stein of Lard Lake Lager. Grill? I don't need no stinking grill. I will give it to Angie if he wins. By the way... <laughs> You saw the forecast for this Friday. And uh, Kevin writes, I heard you guys are having some sort of contest. I believe I have a winner here. Please hear me out. Someone told me it's a race to 1,000 podcasts. As of April 28th, you've done 840. Let's say you average 18 podcasts per month. You've got 160 podcasts to get to 1,000. So that will take roughly nine months. So my guess is December 2nd, 2022 for the 1,000th podcast. How am I doing to win the grill? (laughs) Huh? Well, it's a Traeger grill. You got to go to our website. You got to guess the Friday right when we're going to first hit 70. Now, the, the prediction for this coming Friday is 65, mm-hmm. but that could go either way. We don't know. It might go right. up or it might go down. That's what happens. That's what, Dick, uh, that's what uh, happens. National Weather Service says 67. So, Ooh, uh, Friday yeah. could be a threat. Yeah. Uh, that's to win a Traeger grill from Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. These are the. Uh, these are the major leagues of grills, aren't they? By Where, the way, uh, I stopped at the Eden Prairie Fratelloni's over yeah, the weekend yeah. to eyeball said Traeger. Yeah. I am very tempted. Are they cool? I am very, very tempted. Explain the pellet part to me. What is that? So, it's, just, it, go ahead. so go you ahead, don't bro. hook this up to your natural gas? No. You uh, you light you some wood need, on fire? You don't need propane? What do you do? It's it's a smoker. Oh, it's so, fantastic. Can you cook a burger? Oh, God, the yes. pellets just feed into, and it is sweet smelling, and it's success, baby. And the pellets can come in different flavors. Yep, you can get your uh, apple, you know, orange, uh, fellas, cylinder index, Matthew and Chris. Yes, sir. How we're making fun of the people that can't do the contest, and this uh, this grill is so high tech that we figured. 
why are they even trying? Because if they can't figure out how to enter the contest, they'll never figure out how to run the grill. Mm-hmm. Right. I think we just nailed down the problem. What? The guy conducting the contest has no idea. True. What's going on? Well, I, I am unfamiliar with the idea. He's of just pellets. reading whatever they put in front of him. He's our Ron Burgundy. <laughs> Suit you, boy. I love you so much. Let me tell you Come something. Come over here and let me give you a hug. Let me tell you something. Let me ask you something. Yeah, go ahead. What? So let's say this Friday at 1 o'clock, mm-hmm. it's 70. Boom. Well, how, how are we picking the winner? We aren't. Well, who is? The staff behind the scenes. Yeah, what, do number? they run in here and give us a sheet of paper with the winner's we'll, name we'll on it? We'll probably announce it on Monday, would be my guess. If, if in fact, it does hit 70 this coming Friday. Uh, to me, it's okay, right for corruption. Who behind the scenes? Not the sales guy. He says no. we. What what number are you? What, uh, what's is on Ross going to be the guy? Roscoe will be in charge of this operation, yes. Oh, Ross is shifty as they come. We can't have Ross do it. That, that's going to end up on Ross's balcony. <laughs> You'll never yeah. believe it. My cousin, no, yeah. Eric, no, no, won, no, the not Ross. won the tournament. No. <laughs> uh, we need to pick somebody completely disinterested in this. Mary. Joe. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> oh, Ron. I'll do it. Unassisted. Mary. Mary will do it. Yeah, we'll put She's Mary She's the in only charge. person in the building I trust. That's true. Yeah. Escape this noise. Not only this noise here in GL, but the noise of the world by getting up to Giants Ridge. It's really a well-rounded family destination destination family vacation destination the more i think about it yes it's home to the legend and the quarry two of the greatest golf two of the greatest golf courses in the country not to mention minnesota but it's also uh, nature trails hiking mountain biking walking water recreation great accommodations great food it's within the borders of minnesota it's affordable to get there it's fantastic there's a 37 hole special all summer between june 4 and august 29 Play the legend in the quarry on the same day with lunch on uh, Giants Ridge at the Wakuda Grill, uh, which features the finest and most peaceful lake overlook in all of northern mm-hmm. Minnesota. Uh, you can view 3D course flyovers of the legend in the quarry at GiantsRidge.com. <clears throat> if you're going to put a group together, a family group or your buddies, they'll put together a little tournament for you and uh, provide some group golf rates for groups of eight or more. Uh, it's really, really a nifty destination. As I said, water recreation, biking, hiking, and the newest and largest lift-serve mountain bike park in the Midwest, dining, lodging, and more. Woo! Book tea times online at GiantsRidge.com or by calling them at 218-865-8030. Truth. Justice and the Souterrain. You scored absolutely zero today on the bumper music, Reavers. Seriously. I'm sorry. You've done a horrible, horrible job. I'm afraid I have to agree with them. Okay. Yeah. Rook, you third that vote? Uh, no, I'll throw you a bone. Try harder. Try harder. We're going to have Ross come in here and run the show. Okay. Uh, listen here, weirdos. Uh, if you've got something you need hidden and or locked away and safe from the world... Maple Grove Lock and Safe is the answer. Um, our, our expert, he's rich. He's our expert with everything safes and everything lock and key. Uh, we're talking commercial, residential, automotive. Rich is the guy. He's the owner of Maple Grove Lock and Safe. Uh, and just by coincidence, sells the best safe ever made to Liberty, made right here in the United States of America. Get to this website, um, peruse it. Find out which one will work for you, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Uh, there's an actual button you click on for the uh, Liberty Safe showroom. That's where you're going to see them all. Everything from tiny little numbers that hide in your nightstand to vault doors. Can you imagine how fun would that be, a vault door? Invest in your security, whether it's tiny or big. Rich is the guy, 30 years in the biz, doing residential and commercial security services, 6901 East Fish Lake Road in Maple Grove, and on the web, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Rick Anderson writes, and I happen to know Rick and his uh, wife are enjoying e-bikes. They got it. Oh, yeah, I saw the email. Hail the flashlight king. Hail Hail you. In my old career in law enforcement, I was the head of a task force that did investigations of online sex crimes against children. 
In that role, I did presentations and consulted with those that work with incarcerated sex offenders. During the podcast discussion on what the kids are being taught in school regarding LGBTQIA+, I recalled a presentation that I was a co-presenter in that my co-presenter said a child's sexual likes and turn-ons and dislikes and turn-offs are developed by the time they're 12 years old. I'm not a believer in black helicopters, but at times I wonder uh, if what is behind what is being taught in the schools today. We need to let our kids be kids and grow up at their own pace. Here, here. As a parent, I learned that my kids would ask questions when they were ready to hear the answer. The other thing I learned to do is listen to the question and just answer what is asked. They will follow up if they want more information, and that by dumping more information than they ask for on them really isn't a good idea. Love the podcast. Keep pushing back. And a note on student loan forgiveness. Uh, Steve writes, there's an excellent Wall Street Journal article. It's actual information. Uh, The vast amount of student debt is owed by those who expect to have high-paying careers. They chose to borrow to fund their education, and they have a responsibility to pay off the debts. Writing off student loan is nothing but a wealth transfer to the affluent in academia. Mm -hmm. Pay your damn bills, especially if you went and got PhDs and whatnot. You're going to make money. Pay your damn bills off. Or work harder to supplement your income while you're going to school, that thus not having to take out as many student loans, like some of us decided to do. On this day, Today guess is, the, hey, get, get this. What's that? Only because they come to us all the way from Eden Prairie, Minnesota. They're home. They're really? home. We're going to have them on the show. Nice. I want to wow. bring them in and meet them, don't you? This week? Uh, well, I'll call them. This week, they're home till May 15th. They can tell us of their travel plans when we have them in. Gotcha. Or maybe, do we have guests... Or we only do it by phone, right? Correct. Yeah. My question is, why even have a home? You're, you're gone 99% of the time. Well, for all I know, they're staying with family members. They've dumped their house. Perfect. I don't know. We're going to find out. Hey, maybe you could come stay with Such. The traveling lineman. That's a good idea. On this day in 1670. Not May 1st, but May 2nd. The Hudson's Bay Company is chartered in London. The company's territory... Uh, is the Hudson Bay watershed, but no posts would be established in present-day Minnesota until a century later, and the North, West, X, Y, and American fur companies would play a larger role. In 1878, on this day, there was an explosion at the Washburn A. Mill in Minneapolis. It killed 18 workers. Studies discover that flour dust is highly explosive, and the company begins replacing uh, millstones with rollers, which reduced the fire hazard and revolutionized the flower industry. Hmm. On this day in 18, on this day in 1903, automobile license number one was issued for a Packard owned by R.C. Wright of St. Paul. Hmm. Would it be neat to have that number one played? Okay, baseball freaks, what happened on this day at Metropolitan Stadium in 1976? 19, I believe I was covering the game. 19, That's before you were born. Is this the day uh, uh, all positions were played? Nope. They uh, canceled the game due to snow. <laughs> May 2nd. There was a snow accumulation of one inch. That's the latest snow out in Twins history. Why am I blanking on the player that played all nine positions? Caesar Tovar. Thank you. And on this day in 1986, the Steger International Polar Expedition, led by Will Steger and Paul Shirk, uh, Ely reaches the North Pole, and team member Anne Bancroft of St. Paul is the first woman to cross the Arctic to the Pole. And finally, on this day in 1992, Nobel laureate Rigoberta Menchu of Guatemala visited the Twin Cities as a guest of the Minneapolis American Indian Center. And on what day did Will Steger convince you that global warming was real? Yeah, it was in August. It was at the state fair, and he brought a cube of ice so that we could watch it melt together. I said, Will, it's August. Yeah. Thank you, GLers. And we're at the fair. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't convince you? No. Okay, gotcha. The climate's changing. It always has and always will. I see. Uh, GLers, do us a favor. I, hit- I played Will Steger in a fake interview once. Yeah. Uh, and his mom called. <laughs> no. I don't think that's Will. 
Thank you, Mrs. Steger. We appreciate that. <laughs> she was very nice about it. <laughs> uh, do us a favor and hit the subscribe button on our Garage Logic YouTube page if you wouldn't mind. You can also see us on all of our social media channels Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And don't forget to download the PodMN app for your smart device where you have the chance to win prizes each and every time that you listen to Garage Logic. 